welcome back to another episode of the Life Leeson's podcast. And as normal, it's your host, Marcus Leeson. Today's episode is the last episode of the MEC series, where I talk to different friends who study alongside me in mechanical engineering. Today's guest came to study at UBC all the way from the Yukon, and he's a man of many surprises. He always seems to have secret talents and skills that nobody knows about, and I'm excited to hear about the things he's accomplished. So t- today we have my boy, Merrick Bolerice. Hey, I'm um, happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just double checking now that I think about it. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yeah, it's Bolerice. Uh, my my oh, family's okay. French, so we say Bolerice, but it's kind of a mouthful, so Bolerice oh, okay. is my, <laughs> my friend's joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, so technically it's Bolerice? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Close enough? Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. It's a, yeah. it's a wonderful Wednesday. <laughs> doing good here. Uh, I'm yeah. assuming you, you had work earlier today, I'm guessing? No, I'm actually taking classes this semester. I decided not to do oh. co op for now. Uh, I'll be doing co op this summer. I'm still looking for jobs. Uh, but right oh, now, okay. I'm just taking some classes, taking electives and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, uh,. Not like a pointed question, but like you chose. Uh, how come you chose to? I guess. Um, I kind of chose to not apply to like uh, jobs last semester. I had some okay experiences with co-op, but with the quarantine and stuff, I mm-hmm. wasn't really looking forward to looking to like the working online and stuff like that. I found that it was kind of hard to get a lot of hands-on projects and stuff like that and so i just figured it'd be nice to get ahead of my classes and stuff like that and with co-op you mm-hmm. just need four terms to graduate with yeah. co-op so i figured i'd go with those instead of um yeah instead of doing an eight months just go for four months over the summer in the hope that things are a bit more normal by then okay yeah yeah, yeah. so wait so you've done three already and then your last one's gonna be this upcoming that's summer. right yeah that's the plan okay makes sense yeah um yeah, so uh, why don't we just kind of hop into it? Sure. Um, I studied with Merrick at UBC, as I mentioned. We both study mechanical engineering. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, like, um, how come you wanted to go into engineering, and then maybe why mech specifically? Sure. Um, I mean, my I don't know. Uh, I kind of went into engineering was not a very uh, like a like very thoughtful decision. I kind of I was pretty good at math and sciences uh, in high mm-hmm. school, and I kind of liked solving problems and kind of, you know, uh, th- being creative and stuff like that. And so, engineering just kind of seemed like a good place to do that. Um, and then, I really I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do uh, coming out of high school. Like in fact, I thought I was just going to do a gap year. I was kind of fifty fifty on it. So I only applied mm-hmm. to UBC, thinking you know if I get in, then I'll do it, and if I don't, then I'll yeah. take a gap year and apply next year. And so I didn't think too hard about my major. <laughs> I just kind of said mm-hmm. applied science seems cool, give it yeah. a shot, and then I got into UBC and said okay, well I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> went with it so, so far, and it's been it's been pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, was that the same mentality you had when you applied to Mech as well, or? Um, a little bit. I actually, when I first applied to UBC, I kind of thought I was going to be into chemical engineering. Was that's what I thought I wanted to do because my mm-hmm. high school grade twelve physics prof was a chemical engineer, and I really liked him and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this seems like a good place. And then mm-hmm. got to my first semester at UBC and took my first my chemistry class, and I realized yeah. it was not for me. <laughs> so I kind of scratched <laughs> that off pretty quick. And so yeah. I started looking elsewhere, and uh, Mech seemed like a really cool place. Uh, I think I really liked how general they were. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of mechanical engineers a bit everywhere, and you can specialize in kind of whatever field you want, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I kind of liked the idea of working with big cars or planes or just kind of these machines and kind of learning how stuff works. And so mm-hmm. mechanical just seemed like a nice broad topic to kind of focus in later. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm actually curious then. Uh, wait, sorry, you're saying like it? It sounds like you back in high school. You said you were good, like math, physics, like yeah. sciences stuff. Like, yeah. how come you picked eng over sciences then? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Um, I guess I never really saw myself as like a, an inventor, really. Like, I felt like. I liked solving problems, but I wasn't big into like research and discovery and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. uh, engineering just felt a lot more concrete than science to me. Um, oh, yeah. So it felt like you know you're taking knowledge that already exists and thinking of new ways to apply it and kind of design new things. So I think that was part of it. And then another part is I kind of had this idea in my head that I kind of wanted to you know bring positive changes to society and you know bring something new. And I think engineering is kind of about that you know you're mm -hmm. designing new stuff which i kind of like the idea yeah. of not that science uh -huh. is bad or anything yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it felt a little bit too uh not hands-on a little bit too experimental for me no wait that uh what i found kind of interesting there is that you said like oh you didn't feel like you were an inventor and therefore you wanted to go into eng but like i feel like when you talk about like inventors like North i know engineers, right? yeah you're right I, I guess i said the wrong word and engineers yeah. are kind of inventors they design like they definitely like bring new stuff on the table but it uh -huh. it feels like you're bridging this kind of gap between discovering a new product for the sake of discovery and just mm -hmm. using this new product you're kind of bringing everything together so that's okay kind of, yeah makes like sense that. Um, yeah, so overall, uh, would I be correct in saying that, like, you weren't really sure, like, you didn't really have an end goal in mind, you just kind of, like, navigated your way into mech, like, as, as it came? Oh, yeah, um, totally, yeah. <laughs> i definitely say like that. now, yeah. What's that? like now you, um, you have more of an idea of, like, goals, or you're still in that phase of, like, not really sure what I'm gonna do, like, just whatever... Yeah. The wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I kind of I was hoping that as the years go on, you kind of narrow down, like figure out what you want to do. But it's not really been that way for me. I know I've got a lot of friends that are kind of like dead set on working in a specific industry, but mm -hmm. maybe I didn't do a good enough job of specifying early on. But it still feels like there's <laughs> a lot of open doors and not a whole lot of like I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> no. I, I I think it's still it's still kind of a learning process, and I guess that's kind of what everybody's feeling for sure but mm -hmm. I, I still definitely enjoy the courses i'm taking in engineering like mm -hmm. I, I really like the material but i'm still not too sure where i want to apply it i i guess i don't have like a dead set industry in mind uh, uh -huh. sure. well, actually i'm curious then so for you i feel like there's mm -hmm. like generally two possibilities when yeah, like, yeah. this kind of problem happens for you is it like there's too many things you enjoy and you can't pick or is it like you haven't found something that you actually enjoy Huh. I don't know. It's an interesting uh, side. I think... I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. I think yeah. it might be a little bit of both. I mean, it's... I've got kind of this idea that I like... Uh, I don't know. I like working in the clean energy sector and stuff like that. I, I worked for um, like a hydrogen fuel cell company, and that was kind of a cool experience. Uh, it mm -hmm. just felt like you know could be a positive change to the future um yeah but i i don't know i also work like working in like the I, on my design team i yeah i'm on a design team making kind of a, a car called super mileage and we mm -hmm. make these really fuel efficient vehicles and i kind of like working mm -hmm. with cars and stuff like that as well so i think that could be another industry that'd be really interesting to work with um but yeah 
it's a, it's a interesting conversation. Uh, yeah, way to look at it that I haven't really thought about it. Like, mm. I guess I haven't really found the one area that I'm really really passionate about. Like, I like yeah. the idea of engineering, but I haven't really found like in the the co-ops that I've done so far. Like, there was some aspects that I liked a lot, but I, I don't know if I found like the spot that's like. I could see myself working for 30 years here, you know? <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, mean my, I think that, like, that's always really hard to tell. Like, when people say that I, they can see themselves, like, working somewhere for, like, 30-plus years, whatever, I'm like, they're so lucky, but they're they're also kind of crazy, you know? Right, I mean? yeah, like, I know. We've only I, been around, like, 20-something years. Yeah, like, exactly. I kind of admire those people that are, like, dead set on, like, oh, God, like, yeah, like, this is what I want to do with my life, and I know this, like, I'm kind of jealous, but at the same time, I think I'm just a bit of a generalist, you know? Like, I don't think I can commit myself to engineering 100% for the rest of my life. You know, like, I've got too, other, too many other things that I enjoy doing, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I totally relate to that <laughs> for on sure. so many levels. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's, it sounds a little bit like, um, or at least from what you've told me so far, is uh, you're pretty interested in, like, creating some sort of change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, uh, and the two things you just mentioned, uh, your design team as well as that last co-op, sounds like yeah. it's in the sustainability industry type of thing. Totally. Um, would I be correct in saying that, like, you want to do work that has a, like, positive environmental impact or something like that? Yeah, for sure. I think environment has always been, like, a pretty big value for me. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of came from this small town where, like, the outdoors are a pretty big uh, aspect of, like, everybody's lifestyle so grew up doing a lot of camping and hiking and canoeing and stuff like that and so i don't know i like the idea of uh doing a job that kind of helps preserve that you know uh, people's ability to keep enjoying the outdoors and stuff like that so yeah um yeah so i guess while we're on the topic of like design teams and work and stuff um, sure. maybe you can talk a little bit about like the co-ops that you've or yeah the co-ops that you've done in the past and then maybe we can talk about design teams in a bit yeah, sure. Uh, okay, I can talk a bit. Yeah, um, my first co-op I've done so two different co-ops. One was four months and one was eight months. And so, <laughs> the first one I did was at uh, Yukon Electric, is what it's called, and it's a company kind of similar to BC Hydro. They're just the electrical producer for the Yukon, uh, <laughs> and then distributor as well. Um, and so. Yeah, over there, I kind of, uh, most of the Yukon is powered with hydro, so I worked kind of around dams and uh, did like, a lot of stress analysis on gates and stuff like that, and I did some traveling, some field trips to like different sites across the territory to kind of inspect uh, the, the systems there, kind of did some work with pipes and uh, <laughs> different stuff like that. Um, uh, there was also a lot of data collection uh, for just, just like a lot of working with Excel and just collecting data and making models and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So those weren't the most exciting days, but they were kind of fun as well to see kind of just these years of data and stuff like that. A lot of looking at drawings and stuff like that. For sure. Uh, and then my second co-op was at a smaller company called, uh, they used to be called Overdrive Fuel Cells. Now they're called Unilia. Um, and they used to be kind of the automotive department of Ballard. Um, I don't okay. know if you know yeah. Ballard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I've yeah, heard so, Ballard. Yeah, so yeah, fuel cell company as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, over there, it's just, yeah, they've got a couple of projects there on making fuel cells that you can put into trucks and buses and stuff like that. And so over there, I kind of ran some test stations and kind of wrote some scripts um, for that and then collected a lot of data again <laughs> and yeah. made some models again. Uh, and then in my second term, I kind of worked more on the manufacturing side. So I don't know how well you know 
fuel cells, but basically Very there's well. like, okay, there's like these two plates. They work by um, creating, so there, there's these two plates where hydrogen flows on one side and oxygen flows on the other. Uh-huh. And there's a membrane in between that separates the hydrogen atom from, an, or the electron from the hydrogen atom, and the electron passes through and creates electricity. And so, okay. and then hydrogen goes through the membrane and makes water on the other side. So through that reaction, it makes water and electricity. And so that's how fuel cells produce electricity. Oh, what the heck? I don't know if that's too technical <laughs> podcast. I don't want to like bore no, you guys. No, no, that's, that's totally but fine. yeah, it, yeah. It was, it's pretty cool. So, um, mm-hmm. Uh, in my second term, I was working more on that membrane that lets the proton pass through, uh, but not the electron. Um, and so I was kind of more wait, on. Wait, sorry, you were you were like designing I was, those. Membranes. I wasn't designing. I was more working oh. on the manufacturing side. So it was working oh. with these big kind of roll-to-roll machines that kind of mm. coat the membrane with ink and then put them together and stuff like that. So it was more okay. uh, mechanical than chemical. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm curious, like, how big are these cells generally? Uh, they can be a lot of different sizes depending on the use for them. Uh-huh. Um, the ones that we did were about, uh, I don't know, like 30 <laughs> centimeters by 10 or 5 centimeters. Sure. And then uh, there's about 200 and something in a stack. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so you just kind yeah, of slot them in. Yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. think those are the ones that we were making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so would you like say that. like both... Yeah, both co-ops you did were, like, pretty hands-on, or... Um, yeah, I'd say there were some hands-on days, but it wasn't... There was also a lot of days where it was um, kind of just, like, looking at data and uh, Mm -hmm. just kind of seeing, you know, we did a lot of... ran a lot of tests, and those days were pretty hands-on, but then you'd Mm -hmm. spend a couple days just in front of a computer just kind of analyzing (laughs) the test results and stuff like that, so it was off and on. Um, Uh One thing is I found especially my second co-op, I didn't really have a whole lot of huge projects. Like, they, they kind of felt like sometimes they kind of ran out of stuff for me to do. So it was... Just, like, go for tasks. And... Yeah, exactly. It was a lot of kind of day-to-day or week-by-week tasks and stuff like that, um, which mm-hmm. was... It, it's okay. It's, it yeah. wasn't as exciting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little curious. Um, mm-hmm. So how much of the stuff do you think that you learned in school you got to apply at work? Or how much of it do you think you learned on the job? Uh, I'd say not a ton. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I feel like, it, especially stuff like the hard, like the more theoretical stuff, like math and uh, like that stuff, didn't really use at all. Um, yeah, there was a lot of learning on the job for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Some stuff, like the more hands-on stuff, like uh, using machinery and uh, uh, like Excel and like coding and stuff like that was a bit more hands-on and like fluid dynamics and heat transfer stuff was a bit more applied um and what would i say i think also classes kind of do give you kind of this framework for work like they kind of teach you how to think and how to you know learn stuff like so that if you (laughs) um what was i saying yeah if you don't know something that you can just uh, look it up and just kind of figure it out from there and at least you have, you know, a, a knowledge base, which I think is useful, even though the skills in particular don't really apply to the job, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would, sorry, you were saying, like, you think fluid dynamics and was one of the most helpful ones? Uh, it, I think or? the fluid dynamics and heat transfer courses were oh, useful yeah, yeah. for my uh, 
my job at Yukon Electric just because I was doing mm -hmm. a lot of work with pipes and uh, diagrams there. So <laughs> uh, I had to design like a, an exhaust system for a, a diesel generator. And so knowing kind of general heat transfer uh, <laughs> physics kind of helped there. Uh -huh. um, I'm also curious to hear a little bit about like, um, what was your, I guess, job? Yeah, like what was your job hunt experience like um, for your first co-op and then your second co-op? Because just talking to different people, at least for me mm -hmm. as well, like my first co-op job hunt was like, rough mm -hmm. <laughs> it was kind of hard yeah um, that second one this one was, was easy breeze. really um, okay I'm, for like for you how it was that's funny i'm gonna have a pretty reverse story than you then uh oh. so my first co-op job at yukon electric i actually got it through a mm -hmm. grant i didn't even apply for it i uh, so i applied oh. for a grant um in the yukon and mm -hmm. they gave it to me and then i also got a job with it so it's like oh sweet i'll take that and <laughs> it was great <laughs> And then while I was working at Yukon Electric, I applied to, uh, I was applying for jobs for the next summer as well. Uh -huh. And, oh, sorry, not the next summer, the, the, the upcoming fall, because it was just a four month yeah. and I needed another four month. And mm -hmm. literally the first job I applied to was Overdrive and they got an interview, got a job for it. So literally one job, one application, one, like I got it. And so they was like, oh, this stuff is easy. <laughs> and then... Yeah. <laughs> This upcoming, this winter has been a bit rougher. I've been applying to uh -huh. jobs and it's not been as easy. But I think it's partly because I'm competing against everybody needs a job for the summer, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's partly it. Oh, okay. um, But yeah. definitely had an easier time <laughs> last <laughs> last year than this year <laughs> looking oh, for yeah. jobs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think another part that plays a big factor there is just like COVID, right? Like, yeah, for sure. I think the yeah the opportunities have been a bit lower, and mm -hmm. I haven't yeah haven't really found anything that I'm as you know ex super thrilled about working there mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. but I mean, like yeah, businesses are making less money for the most part. <laughs> I would assume and, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> less money, less employees. Yeah. You don't even want too many people in the office, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of companies are just like, like, ah, sorry, we're not taking anybody. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, ho uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, uh, this you find something soon. Yeah, um, I'm pretty so sure too. you'll be fine, dude. I hope so too. <laughs> yeah. Sure yeah. I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got faith yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's always a process, yeah. you know. For sure, for sure. But I mean, at least your, as you said, like your second co-op, I guess, was kind of similar to me, where like. Yeah, just one application, one interview, you're like, I'm good. That's yeah, cool. exactly. Easy. Easy peasy. Exactly. Yeah. It did disillusion me a little bit, though, I think, with the whole cop yeah. I was like, oh, man, it's always this easy. I don't know what everybody's complaining about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, like, after, I like, this. these are just internships. So I think, like, finding job jobs after university is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be the next step, totally. And then it's that's where, like, the stakes matter, because you're, like, you're applying for a job for your career. Like, this is where you're working here. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, talking about after university, real quick, actually, um, mm -hmm. do you think you're just going to try and, like, find a job right after um, your undergrad? Or have you considered looking into, like, masters and stuff like that? Yeah, it's a good question. I've got kind of... <sighs> I'm a little bit conflicted, for sure. I mean... Mm -hmm. Uh, I've definitely thought about a master's. I think one thing is I didn't apply for the mechatronics program after second year, but since then mm -hmm. I've kind of thought about it a lot because it's like I think 
I've taken only a few coding classes in my degree, and I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. all of them that I've taken. So yeah. it's like I feel like a bit of a missed opportunity there. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that UBC has kind of this, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's some sort of master's program for, I think, mechatronics. And it's just like a one-year uh, degree or one-year oh. program, I think. Oh, and yeah. so you could do that. And so I've, I've thought about doing that program. Um, I've also heard from other engineering friends that a master's can be like a good way to pivot out of the industry you're in, if that's what you're looking for. So like some people yeah. go right into the industry uh, and start working for a couple of years. And if they realize, okay, I want to kind of change fields, then they apply for a master's. And that's that sounds like that could be an option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the last thing is <laughs> I've still never done that gap year that I thought about doing in high school. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> especially with Just COVID, it's I guess yeah, exactly. I mean with COVID it sounds like it's not really going to happen anytime too soon, but mm-hmm. I'd still have these kind of dreams of traveling somewhere. Like I haven't really left oh, yeah. Canada in 5 years or so, you know, and it's been oh, like yeah. I feel like I'm kind of due for I, I think uh, yeah, I'd like to go to Europe at some point. I think that'd be really cool. Ooh. Maybe do some Ooh. traveling around there. Um yeah. stuff like that. So It'd be nice to maybe take a, a year or a couple of months off before going into the, mm-hmm. in the into the industry. But at the same time, you yeah. might lose your connections, you know, if you're not in university applying for jobs. So. For sure. Yeah. It's a whole process. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I feel like right now, it's just everything's so unpredictable with the pandemic totally. and everything. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Uh, you actually read my mind when I, uh, like, where... Where are some places that you want to travel? Like you mentioned Europe, but like where in Europe? Oh, I've got some, uh, I've got some vague ideas, you know, like I think my buddy did a, he was in Europe for like three months, I think. And he Mm -hmm. just hit a backpack across, like he had one bag or two bags, I think one backpack and one kind of uh, like soccer bag or something like that. And (laughs) that was all his gear. And he went to, I think he went to France, England, uh, Germany, Switzerland, kind of across like that central Europe part and just kind of took the the trains everywhere and i think that sounds like a really cool experience like there's so much culture there and you can just kind of see a lot of stuff um so i think that's one trip that i'd like to do a lot and then i've also kind of got this like i don't know nebulous dream or not dream but goal of like going kind of in like the western side of the u.s kind of like california and go to like the beaches there kind of learn how to surf i think that'd be really fun Mm uh and then maybe do like some sort of rock climbing trip uh, somewhere <laughs> maybe do some mountain biking i think that'd be really fun uh yeah, so, yeah. and maybe a little cheaper than traveling all the way across uh-huh. europe and uh, i've always wanted to go to the new zealand too i think that's a really cool place uh, not that i know a whole lot about but it's so far yeah, away yeah. from canada you know <laughs> i mean great place to be right now <laughs> yeah that's what i hear <laughs> here they're yeah. they're pretty good on covid over there which yeah. means probably hard for me to get in, but you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, wait. So, would you say in terms of traveling, at least, um, it doesn't sound like there's like specific things you want to do. It's more like you just want to go on the journey. Like it didn't. Like when you said Europe, you. Uh, I think what was interesting is I feel like normally when I ask this type of question to people, like, oh, where do you want to travel? They'll yeah. say like, oh, I want to go to this country, this city, whatever. Oh but yeah. You want you would you don't necessarily care where you go. You just want to have that backpacking like adventurous totally. I think, journey. Like yeah, I think I like the exploring side more than the sightseeing mm-hmm. side almost. <laughs> like I think yeah. I've always been a big fan of road trips and stuff like that just because you kind of just get to hang out and see a bunch of stuff and just kind of explore i think that's really cool um Uh i mean yeah i don't i guess i don't really have any like big destinations in mind it's more like activities Mm -hmm. too like yeah i've been doing some rock climbing and i think it'd be really fun to do like a 
a trip at some point oh, uh, spe yeah. specifically for that. But I think I got to get better than <laughs> than what I am right now because yeah. otherwise it's a bit of a missed opportunity. Um, but yeah, no, I guess that's that's fair to say. Like it's more about like the the traveling experience. I think than I mean like yeah. I think every place has a lot of like any place has really cool stuff so it's mm -hmm. i'm sure i'd find stuff wherever i go it's more just about trying a bunch of different cultures i think and yeah mm -hmm. no i just thought it was really cool because like as you were saying it i just started like maybe i'm reaching here but like i just felt these parallels of like oh i guess america's style is very much like, like oh i i'll just kind of like figure things not out goal like, oriented like, yeah yeah <laughs> no no but like like the thing is like i feel like i'm very much the same way yeah, yeah, yeah. i think it's really cool because i'm very much a like journey type of person i don't totally. really care like where we go it's just i just want to go somewhere you know what i mean yeah no i totally and i'll figure that. things out as yeah go along, like. <laughs> yeah no i totally agree with that it's funny yeah it, i think it doesn't make me the best engineer <laughs> i think a lot of yeah. engineers are very goal-oriented project-oriented you know i need to complete uh -huh. this thing whereas i'm more just about yeah. like i want to experience this i want to <laughs> see how this works and stuff you know like i don't know for sure but i mean i feel like i feel like assuming okay i mean i'm assuming here but like also when you do have a goal in mind like you 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 start gunning for that goal like yeah I okay. like, yeah yeah I, is it would that be true to say like you i hope so yeah okay, i think yeah. i think when i have something like i'm pretty passionate about it work towards it mm -hmm. but yeah the problem is just like finding that finding goal. that thing yeah, yeah totally yeah no sometimes get that uh, blind page yeah. syndrome yeah for sure <laughs> I totally relate have you been thinking about traveling uh, much or are you pretty happy with yeah so yeah i mentioned this actually on like uh prior podcast yeah uh, this so i didn't do a co-op term last summer oh shit okay like most people did yeah, yeah, yeah because my plan was i was supposed to go to asia for like two or three months Dagger. <laughs> like, did you, did you make it yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, similar to what you were saying where, yeah yeah like i i didn't really have like plans plans yeah it's just like I, I had some friends in japan they were like yo you can stay with us oh was, shit like, that's cool sick. like I'll just come by, like, yeah, I don't really yeah. know what we'll do there, but, like, I'm sure your city's kind of cool, uni. like, um, no, I met them when I did my last co-op in Alberta. Oh, say that's cool. Um, they were just, like, international students, and yeah, yeah, yeah. since they graduated, they just went back. Say but, like, I played yeah. volleyball with them for intramurals and stuff, and that's they were so like, cool. oh, yeah, like, if you ever come to Japan, just, like, we'll house you, like, let's Yeah, go. yeah, <laughs> that's so, so cool. Uh, my buddy went up to Japan last winter, mm -hmm. I think, and he did a bunch of skiing there, and it looks sick like there's just like yeah, no. feet of powder like everywhere and it's like oh damn yeah, yeah. I'll go to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> for sure but yeah so obviously covid ruined those plans so yeah. i was gonna go to taiwan wait what was it taiwan japan and i was considering like either singapore or somewhere in china like mm -hmm. I, I didn't i didn't really have a plan it was totally just, I was gonna go. Gonna go by yourself <laughs> yeah. like i, I, I uh, guess yeah. you're gonna stay with friends but you're just gonna travel by yourself yeah pretty much um i mean yeah, I think the big thing too was like Tokyo twenty twenty. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, that. with the with the rock yeah. climbing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> all the best climbers in the world in one Dude, spot. Dude, would have oh been sick. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Do you still play volleyball I mean, then? I heard you talk about the intramural. Um. Stuff. Oh, so that was like, I mean, right now I don't. Right. Obviously, but COVID. Uh, I think like, yeah, all the way up until the pan. Actually, even last summer, I played some, like, outdoor grass with some friends. That's it, yeah. that's the last time I've touched a volleyball. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> it's been a, my, uh, been a hot minute. Damn. My friends and I, because uh, I live in a house with six people. Like, we're, there's six of us. 
Um, and so my friends and I this summer kind of invested in a volleyball net. Like we all chipped in like oh, yeah. 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something like that. Uh-huh. So we yeah. built like a pretty nice bit net and we like started playing. And it's so funny, like it, I'm in a house of engineers. So like a lot of them aren't the most coordinated. <laughs> like I think I'm the only one who played high school volleyball, you know? So like it, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. really funny to see them like get better and stuff like that. But it's been really fun. We finally yeah, brought out the sure. net this, uh, this uh, tonight. <laughs> Again. Oh, hey, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, I was just about to say because like, yeah, it's getting a lot warmer nowadays. So. Totally. Yeah. yeah my friends, were, shirts my friends shirts. were like, "Oh, we should play sometime." But I was yeah, like, yeah. I, restrictions aren't getting any looser." So Dude, <laughs> we'll see. It's so hard. <laughs> she didn't, yeah. and uh, Bonnie didn't give us a a new date or whatever. She just said yeah. until further notice. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, hey, at least you have you literally live with people who you can just like. Hang totally. With I'm. Them, so. I'm. I'm aware that I'm pretty fortunate. Of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot of people have a lot worse. <laughs> Like, yeah. I could just be stuck in a studio apartment by myself and just not seeing uh-huh. anybody. That'd be so rough. <laughs> I mean, basically the same for me. I literally asked my brother, like, yo, you want a pepper? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> yeah. That's there. Are you living from home then? Like, you're not yeah, in I'm an still apartment? Yeah, home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, just at home with my family, so. At least you're with the family. Um, it's better than nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no one to play volleyball with. Dagger. Yeah. Well, when the when the restrictions lift, uh, you should come come down to. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm yeah. got to play sometime. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. So I guess getting back to some of the school stuff. Yes. Uh, I was just hoping you maybe can talk a little bit about the design team that you're on. Sure. Um. I think you mentioned that. Uh. You're. I don't know if you mentioned the name, but I believe you're on Super Mileage, and yep. you guys do some sort of. Um sustainable car thing sure uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about that um and maybe the role you've played on that team yeah yeah, totally uh sure so yeah i am on super mileage like you said and uh our car our design team's goal is to make these uh very fuel efficient vehicles so with just a little bit of fuel you can uh, go a long distance and so we make these very very light cars um we've got i think two in our fleet right now and we're working on a third one and so one is we call it the proto vehicle and it's basically as light as we can make it not really a car not vehicle uh, not road worthy you, it can only ride on a track but it's it's got the best performance and it's kind of this goal of what maybe we could get to in the future as a society and stuff like that and then we also have uh we call it an urban vehicle so this one has more of the like the required stuff so it's got you know mirrors and lights and a seat belt and stuff like that wait sorry the um, first one doesn't have a it's got a big harness like a, one of those like pilot harnesses almost with like three axes oh, okay. and it clips in so it's oh, not okay. super wieldy for anybody and you have to like oh. lie down to ride into it so it's not very comfortable oh okay okay <laughs> um, okay and the urban vehicle runs on an electric motor um, rather than a, a internal combustion one. And then mm. the last car that we're making is uh, going to be fuel cell powered uh, as well. Ooh. So we're kind of in the, we were in the process of, you know, making it, designing it. And we've got it pretty much figured out. But since we can't work in Rust- Rusty Hut right now, it's been hard to finish it off <laughs> and get it <laughs> comp ready. Um, yeah. But I've been, I'm a member, I'm a, like a project lead on the engines or the powertrain division, I guess. So I work mostly on the engine of the proto car, which is gas powered. And mm-hmm. so in the last year, I've been working on the camshafts of the car, which is it controls the timing for the valves for the intake and okay. exhaust gas in the motor. I don't know. Do you know how the engines works? Like it's like it basically um, like lets in gas. Break it down it. so yeah, all the listeners can hear. Cause sure, sure, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in a in an engine, you've got like the piston and uh and the engine head, which is where the camshaft stays. So 
the piston goes down and intake gas comes in and then the the valve closes uh, the intake gas has like uh, gasoline and air basically and then it compresses it and then you've got a spark which kind of explodes the piston and pushes it down and that's where the engine gets its power and then there's another stroke that kind of brings the piston head back up and the, all the exhaust gas comes out and so there's kind of these four strokes of the engine for one cycle uh, so intake compression power and exhaust stroke and so the camshaft is kind of just this rod with two lobes on it that kind of well there's a bunch of different um different models but the one i'm working on anyways it it's got these these lobes on it that push on the valves and kind of control when the valves open when they close and for how long they stay open and um just like you can tweak kind of the parameters around these camshafts and it can change the efficiency of the engines pretty sizably <laughs> And so I've been working on developing like a new camshaft for our car and to hopefully improve the overall efficiency of our engine. And that was kind of my project for the last year. So that's been pretty okay. fun. It's It's been a lot of research for sure. And so now I'm just kind of in the phase of contacting, you know, uh, mm. other machinists to <laughs> to make the mm-hmm. kind of uh, very specific parts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm curious for like all the different types of cars and stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, do you guys do this for a competition or is this just like a we just want to create sustainable cars or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So we've got two competitions, um, and I don't know a ton about them because I've never, I've never had the chance. I was going to go to a competition mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. Um, so we've got yeah, yeah. SAE Super Mileage, uh, which happens. One of them. Oh God, I don't know the times either. Anyways, we've got SAE Super Mileage and uh, another competition called Shell's Eco Marathon. Americas. Sure. Uh, Shell as in like the like the the fuel like company the Shell. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, two competitions. Yeah. One's yeah. Uh, one I think is in California and one is in Michigan, I believe, but don't quote me on sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, uh yeah, so we make those cars and goal of going to those competitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then uh I guess how do the do you know a little bit about how the competitions work and um maybe some like when you say fuel yeah. efficient, like I'm just wondering, like, uh, sure. How does the competition like, run? Maybe some, so we've got these... yeah, or like maybe some stats on like how how efficient are we talking about? Like how far <laughs> does one liter of gas get you? Like how yeah, far yeah. does this car go? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mislead the the viewer and give them the wrong number. Um, but <laughs> we're just like ballpark. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm pretty sure our car can our, our car's like best number has been over two thousand miles per gallon i believe um what which the? is very high um yeah <laughs> unless i uh, yeah again i don't want to mislead the, the listeners uh-huh, uh-huh. um yeah, yeah. but yeah and so the way the competition is run is we uh we have a set number of laps that we have to do around a race track and mm-hmm. they measure how much fuel is put into our or they weigh our gas tank which is just a small <laughs> fuel bottle um, and then we do a number of laps. I can't quite remember. It might be five, something mm-hmm. like that. And then at the end, they remeasure how many, how much gas we've used, and they kind of compare efficiency with how distance traveled. And that's how oh, they get yeah. a number. And um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's about <laughs> it. That's how they they, they do it. Um, yeah, we that- yeah we use a kind of a strategy where we we run the car for a while, rev it up to. 4,500 RPM or so and then once we hit that range we stop running and just kind of coast for a while and until our speed drops and then we run it back up again so that's kind of how we're able to 
get that efficiency because otherwise if we were constantly running there's no way we could have we could get those numbers oh yeah no i was gonna ask like yeah, yeah well, exactly guess, what's the what's the strategy there yeah stuff? exactly <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you can get a car going yeah. at that level of efficiency yeah exactly yeah why are why is every car on the market so far yeah exactly i mean it's very it's very specialized environment right it's very flat mm-hmm. and our our cars weighs you know 150 pounds or something like that it's tiny it's super super light mm-hmm. and we kind of constantly you know burn and coast is the strategy we use for sure yeah. um, i mean sounds like a good strat <laughs> yeah <laughs> very applicable i guess <laughs> yeah it, it's um, not really applicable to real life but it's yeah it's definitely interesting it's, it's, a, it's a cool kind of design problem for sure mm-hmm. um for that as well do you feel like you learned most of your stuff on the design team or you were able to apply more school stuff there um there's been uh, there's a lot of learning through the design team, I think, uh, especially using like SolidWorks and stuff like that. And that's kind of something you pick up using design team, and then specking out components and talking to machinists and ordering parts and stuff like that. Um, I haven't really, yeah, I don't think I have done like I don't think classes have helped me that much for my design team, but it kind of goes the other way around instead. Like design team kind of helps for work and for other classes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you say you enjoyed being on a design team like overall and um, uh, I guess also how was like balancing because yeah how was balancing school with design team because I know design teams normally take up like a lot of your time right yeah I think it depends on the team I know my other roommates on UBC formula and they've got like mm-hmm. a pretty hellish schedule like they kind of <laughs> they work really really hard which I mean props to them I think super mileage is a lot more reasonable I mean you can still sink hours and hours into it but it's not as demanding I think um uh sorry what were you, did i enjoy yeah i think i really i have really enjoyed my experience with super Mario for sure um mm-hmm. i think you kind of get to work with a lot of cool people and kind of work on these kind of concrete projects and see stuff happen like that's really cool mm-hmm. um yeah it's been a little less a little bit more lackluster i find uh since covid because you can't actually you, every, all our meetings are all online and we're not actually handling any of the, the tools or any of like the parts, right? So it's been mm-hmm. just a lot of planning and a lot of online discussion, which I'm A, not very good with and not a fan of that much. Like, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's been a little less fun in the last couple of years or last couple of months, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, very positive. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'd say, like, I guess last question regarding mech stuff before we move on mm-hmm. is, like, yeah, how would you um, maybe sum up your mech experience so far? Um, I think something that's always interesting for me is, and, like, part of the reason I started this, like, mini-series here yeah. is because I'm sure, like, all of us went through mech 2, we're yeah. all doing mech 3, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all experienced it a little bit differently and have, like, different thoughts on how mech works. So um, I guess, like, yeah, first question... Uh, under that is just like besides how did how was mech overall maybe like specifically how was mech 2 did you enjoy the system of mech 2 yeah um how did you find the workload the professors did it meet your expectations just stuff like that yeah yeah, for sure um i think (laughs) mech 2 is definitely an experience and everybody kind of goes through it and they go like what the hell is this you know (laughs) like it's 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 pretty new and it's a pretty yeah it's a pretty different way of doing university and it's I thought it was pretty demanding for sure. Like the system of uh, instead of having one class through the whole sem- or you know four or five classes or six classes through the whole semester, you have mm. one class at a time for a block of time or four classes at yeah. a time for a block of time, and those end during the school year, and you move on to the next thing. Like 
was definitely different than what I'd ever done, but I thought it was actually a really cool system. And uh, <laughs> while I thought it was really demanding a lot of work, I think it kind of brought me a lot closer to a lot of my mech friends. Like, I think I made a lot of acquaintances and friends and uh, met a lot of people through mech too because we are constantly in the same classes in the same yeah. class everything is together and it's i think that's a really cool experience like it's kind of a bonding thing and then in the second semester of mech 2 where we're doing those projects there's a you know mm -hmm. two of them that one where you make like a land vehicle and one where you make like more of a water or air vehicle um yeah those were definitely very demanding as well but mm -hmm. in the same way like it kind of brings you closer to your kind of peers and a lot of my like the two people i live with are in mech and i wouldn't have met them one of them i was in a team for mech 223 the project course with them and we kind of bonded a lot over you know issues with teammates or issues with the project yeah. or just kind of like <laughs> stuff like that and it's like these long hours of going to bed at like you know four in the morning or whatever and it's like yeah. I don't know if I would redo it, but yeah. I'm definitely glad to have done it. I think it was definitely oh. like definitely an experience. I really enjoyed that. Um, and then after that, moving into the next couple of years. So I think my third year, which uh, basically would only been one semester and it was when COVID, the pandemic finally hit, it was kind of the first year that I was like not very excited or not as excited about really any of my courses for the the semester like it was mm -hmm. there's like a structural class there was a heat transfer class which could have been interesting yeah, cool. but i wasn't very into the prof um <laughs> a fluid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> glad to finish that one uh, the yeah. fluid dynamics class was interesting as well but i yeah not always as interesting i guess Oh. And I just kind of realized that it kind of made me realize I don't know if like mech is always is really the path that I like I don't know if I want to go into pure yeah I don't know if I'm it, it kind of made me like question if I'm on the right path I guess and so <laughs> and then this last semester that I just did um, one of our courses that we did was like an instrumentation class uh, where mm -hmm. we kind of designed these kind of circuits and programs for to build like stuff like we built like these weight scales and like a distance yeah. sensor and stuff like that mm -hmm. and uh, I really enjoyed that class I think I did pretty well and I like really, I thought that was really cool it was like okay I can see how like you can apply knowledge and coding and stuff like that to make these uh -huh. things and so it was kind of again like oh is mech what I really want to be learning or is it more kind of on the software and like circuitry side of things so uh, and now I'm kind of in this position where I think that's partly why I chose to uh, take classes this semester instead of going back mm -hmm. to co-op because I realized I wasn't like I wasn't very excited about going into pure mech co-op again and doing mm -hmm. you know construction or whatever the typical I didn't want to do like HVAC stuff I wasn't really excited about any of the typical mech classes so I mm -hmm. I'm taking like I'm taking four classes right now, and two of them are kind of just requirements, so an air pollution yeah. class and an economics class. But the other two are my like technical electives, two of my three. Yeah. And so one is an engines class because I that, I did that for my design team, and I kind of like working with engines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is like an advanced mechatronics class, is what it's called. Okay. Oh. And so it's been interesting. I was hoping it would be more on the kind of the software and circuit side and so far it's been more on mm -hmm. the electromagnetic side um oh, okay. so it's been a lot of maxwell's equations and stuff like that um <laughs> yeah a lot of vector calculus so it hasn't been exactly what i want but i think uh -huh. we end up working more with you know motors and actuators later in the course which i'm hoping mm -hmm. 
yeah, kind of gives me a bit more insight on what exactly I'm looking for out of my degree. Because I've definitely had like these questions of like, ah, am I in the right field? Did I make the right decisions? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, dude, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm grinning so hard right now. Yeah. Because everything or like what you just described was like pretty much exactly me talking to my friend the other week. Really? And, no like, way. Actually, my coworker as well because. Um, wait, so yeah, like, both both the heat transfer and fluids course, I was like, I was like, these are so useful, Yeah. but man, I hate these courses. Yeah, exactly, it's like, <laughs> I, man, I hate stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then when you say that, you're like, wait, this is like half a mech, like... Yeah, exactly. Why, why well, do I hate and you half know, a mech? Okay, so the, <laughs> the fluids and heat transfers, like, it was tough, but I, I'm still kind of okay with it. I did not oh. like the static side very much, like the, the indeterminate okay. beans and stuff like that. I had a hard time oh, with okay, that, yeah. but anyways, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So that's my yeah, half. I'm like, shit, like, I don't really oh. want to work on the structures the whole time, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And the other crazy thing is you... Ah, oh, I forgot the course code number for that. 368? Yeah, 368. Oh my gosh. I was literally talking about 368 the other day. Yeah. Because um, my coworker was asking, like, oh, how do you know so much about op amps? Right. I was like, oh, I took this took one cool course. Basically like, all op amps. 368. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it was a bunch of op amp stuff. And, like, it was really cool because you could, like, we built all our own circuits. Totally. And blah, blah. Like, I wonder if that was just a COVID thing or, like, you normally get to. I, would, I think like, you usually have these labs, but I don't think you usually bring yeah. back those kits, which I thought was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really nice that, like, you can. S- spend so much time on it like yeah sure they took up a lot of time but like totally. i got to like dive a little deeper into like totally and oh, i ended like, up with like how's this working blah, blah, blah. it was like one of my best yeah. grades in my whole degree like i think i got like a 94 uh-huh. in that class you know it's like oh, shit like yeah, it was just a fun class like i really enjoyed uh-huh. it you know yeah. like dang i got yeah. much lower grade than i was expecting not gonna lie I was oh really something like yeah, that yeah. as well but um, to get shafted on the final that's yeah. a bit of yeah, a weird I, one i honestly i thought i did great on the finals so really we'll see but <laughs> that's fair that's but, fair no but it's chill. basically yeah everything you were saying where i was just like dude Damn, like this all is the like, hands-on stuff yeah. i enjoyed the coding and stuff yeah um, and it's been like pretty much yeah. my only experience with coding that and like <laughs> a first year coding class or whatever and it's like okay yeah. shit I, I, I was hoping that mech would do more of that as well you know like i don't yeah. know uh, yeah, I guess, like, just to share a little something. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Because, yeah, so it's, you talked about, like, how you went to do mechatronics and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I never like, applied. I can relate to, yeah, I can relate to that a lot, because okay. actually, I did apply. Oh, um, shit, okay, yeah. But I didn't get in. Right, right, um, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I think what's, so yeah, I've been doing some own, like, some coding and stuff on my own, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. Um, I think what's been really nice for me is I actually landed a mechatronics job. No way. Um, that's what I'm working at right now. Sick. So I get to do, like, some... Um, like yeah, some electrical, some mechanical, That's and really right now cool. I just got put onto like a firmware project. Wow. And yeah, and That's I think sick. what's been like really nice is or really inspiring to hear or like motivating to hear is um the, I guess my supervisor for this project at least. Yeah. Uh, the firmware guy. Yeah. I was talking to him and he was saying like, oh, he studied electrical engineering. Yeah. Um, and I was like. Uh, I was like, oh, like, how'd you get into firmware, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I basically just taught myself a few projects, yep. applied to the, some small startup, and they, like, took a shot on me, and now I, like, basically only do coding stuff. I was yeah. like, oh, at least, like, you probably did quite a few, like, coding courses and stuff in university. And he's like, no, I literally took two. Really? And I was like, oh, wait. I guess like, I can do like this me. then. Yeah, yeah. Like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So That is good um, to hear. I think, Damn. Yeah, so I think it's that's been, like, nice to hear where it's, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a big believer that, like, your degree shouldn't define, like, your yeah. career. Nothing's set in life. But, like, 
Yeah, but like I feel like lots of what you hear all the time is like your degree kind of defines you. Totally, so it's just totally. nice to hear like like that. Yeah, that belief it can be like true in that you can do something that like you just do side projects on. Definitely, stuff, so. I totally agree. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. So no, for just like hearing that, like you can relate to that. And stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just got me so nice. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, this is, like, not just me going through that. Like, totally, I think it's everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe other stuff. Like, did you feel like you enjoyed the professors and stuff? And mm. I, I know you just mentioned that like half the content you didn't really enjoy, but mm-hmm. uh, overall, like, how was the content for you? And yeah, yeah. Um, how did I feel about the profs? Uh, I think there is a lot of good ones. I really enjoyed, like, in our, like, should I name them? Or, like, I really like the, like, I don't know yeah, what your audience is. Like, yeah, I really like, like, Dr. Pete. He's really cool. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's just, like, the general head of mech guy. I liked uh, uh-huh. our second year solid mechanics prof. She was really nice, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same with our mechatronics prof for this year. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think... Some of them are a little, they feel a little outdated, <laughs> like a little, a little okay, yeah. old. But that, yeah. that that's all right. It's not not the end of the world. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I don't have much to compare to. I feel like I don't have a good benchmark. Um, mm-hmm. I think I, I liked a lot of my prof fine enough, but I never, I've never been much of a like interactive student. Like I don't really go to office hours and ask a lot of questions and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. As long as the prof can write legible notes, then it's good enough for me, I think. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then, what was the other part of the question again here? Sorry. Um, uh, sorry, I guess... Oh, just overall stuff. content? Like, did you feel like, I yeah, think, just, did you feel like you were engaging with it pretty well? Or, I think like, most of it I, I enjoy. Um, I'm not a huge fan of how much, like, materials stuff we en- we've ended up doing. Like, that wasn't, it's hmm. not really been my passion. I kind of, like the concept of building things more than the concept of how things are made or what they're made of, mm-hmm. I think, just on, on a conceptual level. Um, yeah. But on the, like, I, I know you said you, you didn't really enjoy doing the, the heat transfer and fluids class. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree that some of it is a little, like, a little weird, but I kind of enjoy, like, this idea of, like, these systems and kind of seeing how flow works and how heat transfers mm-hmm. and energy flow and stuff like that. I think that's been a really cool concept in mech. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I I think overall the concepts, the, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a mis- mixed bag, I guess. I like a lot of oh, it, but yeah. there's definitely some of it that I'm not as keen on, for sure. Mm-hmm. Would you say but, overall, though, you're, like, pretty glad with your decision in doing totally. that? Oh, totally. Okay. I think that yeah. getting out of this degree and saying, like, I, I did engineering and I was a mechanical mm-hmm. student, like, it's definitely a cool experience, for sure. And I think it's applicable even if I don't end up... <laughs> anywhere near engineering i think there's still like a lot of skills that i learned that it's like i just understand a little bit better how the world works than before i took this degree you know in a different way i guess not that i mean every degree has that path you know you learn something for with everything that you do and i'm sure i would have been a different person if i went into something else but Mm -hmm. i do yeah i think a lot of problem solving skills a lot of kind of finding out how things work and just a bit of world knowledge and kind of how things work i think has been really cool to learn with Mac. yeah no and it's, it's for me it's like just great to hear uh like, like just how your experiences and how much i guess we can relate on stuff like totally. that too um, yeah, yeah, yeah i agree it's awesome yeah um so yeah i think one big thing um that i feel like 
sets you apart from some other people is uh, yeah so you grew up in the yukon right right <laughs> did you grow up in whitehorse specifically that's right yeah in the capital there like, yeah um maybe you can talk a little bit about like what it was like growing up in sure i i assume a pretty small city yeah i mean it's not the smallest village out there or anything like that but they were we were about thirty thousand, which to put in perspective with ubc it's about half the size of the ubc campus i guess right that's our whole city um not not in size of course but population Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's definitely been it was like definitely an experience growing up there i loved it um i think Mm -hmm there's a lot of opportunity that comes from growing in a small place not there's you kind of miss out on some stuff too but um like nature is always you know a five minute drive away so you can (laughs) go out and go do a hike with friends or go to a bonfire for the night or kind of go skating on a lake when it's the winter and it's like pretty easy to do you know um (laughs) and there's kind of like i don't know you kind of get a sense of ownership and coming from like the yukon and kind of from a small place you know like talking about like i've you know the winters are I, I, we talk about the winters a lot and the cold and the yeah. dark in the winter and then the sun the midnight oh. sun in the summer and it's it's definitely a cool place to grow up and i think Wait, it sorry, also comes midnight sun in the summer oh yeah for sure uh in the summer since we're further up north we're like above the 60th parallel the sun sets at about like 2 a.m in oh, july what? 1 a.m yeah so we get like tons of daylight and then so it's it's really awesome for when I was working there over the summer. You'd come home from work and there's still like eight hours of daylight. You can go for a hike or do a bunch of stuff, you know. Like that that was really Wait, that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah, we get some like twenty hours of daylight, uh, well daylight like of sun, anyways. <laughs> and yeah. on the flip side of that, from you know October, November, all the way through April, May, we oh. get very very little sun. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. It's very dark. So up in December, I think we get like from. 10:30 to 3, 10:30 a.m. to 3 p.m. kind of of daylight, mm-hmm. you know, so about yeah. five hours. So it's it's pretty, <laughs> it's very polarizing, <laughs> but I really enjoy it. Okay, yeah. Um, um, and what was I gonna say? Yeah, I think growing up there is it's definitely interesting. Like since we're from such a small place, but it's still a territory. I've had a lot of opportunities that I think were pretty cool. Um, so mm-hmm. I played a lot of soccer growing up, um, and I was <laughs> on the club team, but the club team is really small you know there's no tryouts or anything like that you just kind of play okay and i got to go to stuff like canada summer games where i played against you know like national level athletes and stuff like that (laughs) and just because you need a team from the yukon like you need a team from Uh ontario but instead of Uh competing against millions of people i compete against you know 30 people (laughs) so it's been like it was really cool to get the i mean we didn't win anything you know we Uh came in Uh that last or second to last we just beat the other territories but it's still a a really cool experience to see like oh opening ceremonies and these athletes and you kind of get lodging and stuff like that and it's like uh-huh. you know uniforms and stuff like that so yeah. a lot of cool experiences for sure growing up there and then i think it kind of helped I, I don't know i think coming to ubc from there was a pretty neat experience in itself like coming from this very mm-hmm. small society where i knew probably 90 percent of the kids that are my age to okay. this place where i'm basically nameless and faceless you know like <laughs> i've got my group <laughs> of friends but nobody cares who i am it was really uh-huh. kind of nice it was like a chance to kind of reinvent myself and okay this is who america is right now and you know i didn't know anybody coming to ubc is like no no friends or anything so that was a really uh-huh. cool experience to switch yeah. from yukon but it's no yeah. dude wait my mind is blown, blown from the sunlight yeah that is a lot of people crazy. invest in black light curtain or blackout curtains because <laughs> it's pretty bright <laughs> yeah but uh, uh yeah i i don't remember i don't know if you remember my, <laughs> it was like 
uh, I'm not sure about listeners, so maybe listeners are all gonna be like classic Marcus just yeah. being dumbass. <laughs> okay. But okay. I think I remember. I'm not sure if you remember, but when you told me you were from the Yukon, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, what's the Yukon like? Because in my head, Yukon <laughs> <laughs> BC all lived in like igloos. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we ride our polar bears into school, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, so probably every listener is like, fuck, you're a dumbass. No, uh, no, I think I've heard that question guess... a lot of times for sure. It's, it's I mean, it's it's hard, uh, right? Like, you've never been, but you just yeah. kind of hear stories from there. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, what's what do you think are some of the, like, most unique, or, like, things that people probably don't know about the Yukon? Like, that sun thing just, like, yeah, blew like, like, their I, mind. I, I, it never really, like, when you think about it, it makes sense, right? As you said, like, it's further up north. Like, yeah, totally. It's close to the You just uh, don't think about the it. Sun or whatever. That's uh, yeah, yeah. probably the but, big one. I mean, like, uh-huh. it's pretty normal there. I mean, like, there's. I'm trying to think. Even, even like, what's the what's the ge- geology geograph- geography? Geo- I don't know. Geography, geography like, like it's what, pretty what it's something pretty like, mountainous. Yeah. Like, it's like okay. there's it's it's really cool. Like, you can just drive and go up a mountain. But if you've been in anywhere in Vancouver, like, you kind of know mm-hmm. what the mountains look like. I mean, like, if you came all the way from Ontario to you know Yukon, you'd be like, yeah. holy sh shit you know these mm-hmm. mountains are huge but mm-hmm. it's pretty similar stuff to vancouver just a lot colder i guess that would surprise people from bc like our temperatures get down sure. pretty low yeah i've seen you know, like how low are we talking about i mean coldest i've seen is easily in the minus 40s maybe getting close to minus 50 um, okay <laughs> but usually in a winter we've got about a week of minus 30 minus 30 something uh-huh. kind of that range and then our typical temperature for the winter is about minus 20 probably okay okay yeah um maybe no, minus 15 yeah so you, you gotta bundle up <laughs> but um okay, yeah. yeah i don't know um what else do people get surprised i think it's pretty normal living there like especially in the capital um you get a lot of the same commodities because there needs to be somewhere in the territory there needs to be this commodity you know there needs to be a store mm-hmm. there needs to be grocery like big grocery stores and For stuff sure. like that and so they just kind of happen to all be in the in white horse which is where i live mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you definitely get a lot of very colorful people as you move further away from the capital and into the communities you know these people yeah. that uh, i don't know like there's legends of just people like a guy that lives in a cave or he's lived in the cave for years <laughs> you know just like yeah i don't know just people get oh. a bit weirder <laughs> no not weirder, like, just more colorful yeah. i guess flipping the question then uh, what do you think was the biggest shocks for you or surprises when you came to vancouver slash ubc yeah something you mentioned was like just how many people there were i guess yeah how many people like, was one. there anything um was there anything else that uh, surprised you this is gonna sound really small and kind of dumb but uh how much people are into video games was kind of big for okay me. um yeah, yeah. so in high school basically like nobody played like video games uh, that much like we all had like mm-hmm. xboxes and we played like some halo or call of duty or whatever but mm-hmm. it was more just like a a thing you play if you have a friend over or something like that but yeah like i didn't realize that esports were a thing <laughs> and like okay, that yeah. like everybody plays league or for some reason and like stuff like that uh-huh, like uh-huh. it's just never really occurred to me how big of a like of a thing it is in people our age mm-hmm. i guess and boys our age anyways. yeah so that was pretty big um also i guess not that I was, like, surprised about it, but definitely, like, something mm-hmm. different is, like, the Yukon's cultural diversity is pretty small. Like, we've got a fair amount of uh, First Nation people, but the majority of the population are white. Um, mm-hmm. And then with some Filipino people a little bit, but, you know, oh. definitely not as many Asians or <laughs> brown people. Yeah. So that was definitely, like, mm-hmm. different. Not, like, a shock yeah. or anything like that. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I definitely 
gotten to experience a lot more of people's cultures uh, mm-hmm. since coming to Vancouver, and that's been really cool. I think really fun to see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. um, yeah, like the people I'm rooming with right now, they're five out of the six are you know Chinese or. Mm. or from China originally or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. And yeah, so yeah. I've gotten to try like a lot of different like traditional food that they kind of bring back mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. stuff and it's like, oh wow, this is really cool. I don't know. I <laughs> I feel yeah, yeah. yeah no, very, no, that's I feel very lucky, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean on your first point where you were talking about video games, I'm like yeah. I feel like it makes sense at least yeah. in the Yukon with like as, as you said, like, everything's just five minutes away. Like, <laughs> the whole... Your backyard's, like, the forest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> some people played a lot of video games, but they weren't, like... Mm-hmm. It wasn't as normalized as I think it is here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Yeah, yeah. We still hang on to kind of a little bit more, you know, traditional, like, the the video game... Like, the, the nerds or whatever. Whereas here, mm-hmm. it's more like, oh, everybody plays it. So it was kind of cool to... I can kind of let my own nerd flag fly uh-huh. a little bit more you know <laughs> like uh-huh. i don't know uh-huh. which is kind of cool yeah, yeah um yeah uh i think another thing is like um vancouver is supposed to be like a pretty sustainable city overall right and stuff but i'm assuming the yukon's also supposed to be like pretty sustainable i would assume it's got um, it's pretty polarized because <laughs> okay there's basically two types of well there's not two types but there's like kind of two stereotypes of people that come to the yukon there's the people like the the hippie people uh, that come mm-hmm. from you know they they want to experience nature and go hiking and do a bunch of stuff you know and that's kind of yeah. what my parents are a little bit more they they were originally from sure. Ontario but my dad's a ski instructor and my mom loves camping and cross country skiing so mm-hmm. there's that that type of people that are very much into sustainability and solar energy and stuff like that um, mm-hmm. and then there is also people that are much more into you know hunting and uh, boating and like motorbiking or trucking around and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so that those people tend to be a little bit more conservative i guess and more into you know big trucks and diesels and stuff like that so uh, i don't know i I think i wouldn't say it's as green as vancouver Um, okay yeah vancouver definitely has a more kind of environmentalist vibe to it i think oh okay. even yeah. though there's maybe more green spaces in white horse i'd say i don't know mm-hmm. yeah no i was just gonna ask because yeah like vancouver is supposed to be a sustainable totally. city but like i think a I lot know, of sometimes i'm like some stuff's like not that great so for sure. i was wondering if like you yeah for for the yukon like going there to hear like did you notice a difference and was it like a better difference or worse so it's yeah, cool to hear it is yeah. cool yeah, yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah i think Vancouver still has that image, you know, of, like, having a lot of green initiatives and carbon taxes and stuff like that and hydropowered, mm-hmm. which yeah, Yukon yeah. has some, but it's not as uh, part of the culture there, I think, uh-huh. always. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, also, on the topic of the Yukon, like, do you guys have a, like... Um, actually, I don't even really, really know what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in terms of the... F- uh, like what's the food like is there like a yukon a good yukon food like i feel like if you come to bc you gotta try our fish right? oh true yeah bc is known oh, for their fishing yeah sorry. uh sorry <laughs> am i allowed to swear i'm sorry yeah, yeah it's fine i've, I've sworn like five times okay sorry. shit all right cool um yeah. <laughs> um i don't know i'm gonna be honest i'm not much of a foodie so i feel like you're not like the right person okay. to ask you in the first place but no, no, that's fine uh we have like i think a lot of people like 
try the like stuff that we hunt like we like caribou and moose is kind of a little different okay. there it's not like i'd say like a specialty or a delicacy or anything like that but it's mm-hmm. something like my parents used or my dad used to go hunting when i was younger and that's always kind of something that's kind of cool you know like eating moose oh. sausage or whatever i've never tried either of them yeah they're pretty good i like <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> i haven't had it in years now though um uh-huh. um what else we also do a lot of fishing um mm-hmm. the yukon's landlocked but there's a lot yeah. of lakes and we also kind of go to alaska a lot to do like some salmon oh, okay. fishing in the in the <laughs> fall <laughs> and so there's one really good restaurant uh called the klondike klondike bar and grill or something like that i can't uh-huh. i can't remember the name but they make really good fish uh, as well maybe not as good as vancouver but <laughs> it's, it's pretty good yeah, yeah. um uh-huh. and then other than that i don't think i think yukon is just too small to be really known for like the the origin of the yukon is from like the gold rush i don't know sure. if it, like 100 and something i years learned ago it in then. social something yeah something, exactly but... it doesn't really matter but <laughs> the people who came here first that were just miners and stuff like that so it's not like there's mm-hmm. a rich cultural <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, tradition okay. yeah, you know? yeah yeah makes sense <laughs> yeah fair fair so. enough um, I guess last little fun question from the Yukon. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you get to see the Northern Lights all the time? Oh, I get that a lot from the people from Vancouver. I used to see... Them, well, okay, I haven't really been to the Yukon in the winter for mm-hmm. four or five years now because of university. Oh, okay, right. But mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school or in like elementary school, I used to see them a lot over the winter. Like They kind of show up and they're oh. really cool. Uh, it's, yeah. It feels to me like in the la- in my last couple of years of high school, I didn't see them as much as I used to. But oh. maybe that's just me yeah. getting old and being like, it's different, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely seen the Northern Lights before. And there's like, yeah, oh. a couple of times when we go camping. Uh, with school, we did like these kind of, I did these outdoor programs uh, where we'd go kind of winter camping sometimes and stuff like that. So I did like, you know, you build your Quincy, uh, which is like an mm-hmm. igloo that you dig out of snow. Like you oh, so do you a really big pile. Live in igloo. I did. I did sleep in an igloo before. <laughs> yeah, you kind of dig a big pile of snow and then you hollow it out and then you sleep in there for the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wait, so I did that with school. It, it's pretty cool. That's so cool. It's one of the coldest, some of the coldest nights that I've ever had, but it's still pretty uh-huh. cool. Um, and yeah, that's always a really cool experience. You know, you're kind of just looking up in the sky and there's like these cool like uh-huh. green bands across the sky and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Are they as nice as like everyone says they are? They're like, not usually as nice them, in person like, as the oh. pictures. The pictures okay. always, because you're always putting filters on them, so they look like mm-hmm. pop, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's never that poignant. But sometimes you get these really cool, like, dancing kind of green bands across the sky, and that's really cool okay. to see. Like, it's it's always okay, cool yeah. to watch, even if they're not as spectacular all the time as mm-hmm. the pictures. Yeah. Like, as you said, I, I only see them in photos. Yeah, exactly. And those will like, always have, nice? like... By eye? <laughs> probably not. Like, that's, like, long exposure okay. shots, so you can just taking sure. as much of the light as you can so uh-huh. yeah okay yeah but still uh-huh. pretty nice <laughs> no it's it's, it's pretty funny because uh actually that japanese like the japanese friends i was talking about yeah on their way on their flight back to japan instead of going like straight to japan they yeah. stopped over in the yukon for oh, like no three way. days because really? they're like oh i want to see the northern lights and then they yeah. never got to never see saw them they're yeah. like why did i just experience <laughs> negative 40 cold weather for like nothing and then totally they <laughs> they're pretty hit or miss and like yeah. Taking four days to see them is going to be pretty rare. You know, it's just like it's like yeah, once yeah. a month, once a month kind of mm-hmm. night. You know, so mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah. But yeah, um, I guess one uh, like last topic before we sure. start wrapping up that I kind of want to hop on is like some of your hobbies and sports and stuff. Sure. Um, as you mentioned, you did like soccer as a I kid. I did a lot of soccer. Um, yeah. 
yeah, like we've played volleyball together. Yeah. You've gone a lot more into rock climbing. Totally. Like for listeners, uh, dude, Merrick is an absolute beast at anything he does. Like, okay. I don't know if you noticed there during his interview, like during that just now. Like earlier, he was like, "Oh yeah, I just casually made my like the top UConn soccer team." Like he always he always humbly says something, but he's. I remember the first time we were talking about volleyball. Yeah. You were like, I was like, oh yeah, dude. Uh, you were like, oh yeah, I like kind of play volleyball. Yeah, I played libero. <laughs> job and just like smashed everyone like get out of here i didn't man. do that no, no. <laughs> um, Deli- yeah, hey, yeah. same for climbing like dude you were so yeah, good so, at climbing you're you're no, exaggerating no, no. Get, things get here. Out here. No, no, no. get out of here dude you i think you mentioned okay so i got you here let's hop into climbing for sure i think that's something that we both kind like, of did. Yeah. kind of excited about is, yeah yeah you, uh you i think was it last co-op or something Maybe two co-ops ago, you said you got like a indoor rock climbing membership. Yeah, and you started I actually got one more. for this term as well. Uh, but the oh, yeah. last fall, not this fall that just happened, but the fall before that was kind of when I really mm-hmm. kind of finally got a membership and I started going, you know, twice a week kind of thing. Yeah. And so that was really fun. Yeah, I got to, uh-huh. yeah, just kind of go after work because yeah. my work was all the way in Burnaby, so I had to do like an hour and a half mm-hmm. commute. But on the way back, I could cut it in half and go climbing in between. That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember you just like. I don't remember if it was then or yeah. even before that. There was some time you were like, oh, yeah, I set this five hacks. And I've, like, sent, Bro, I've never sent a five hacks. I've sent like, one oh, in my life. This is unfair. I've sent yeah. one, and it was a slap. so unfair. Hang on to it. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've still only yeah. sent to this for the day. I've only sent one, and I think I've gotten worse since that period because I was training so hard, a lot harder. Uh-huh. But um, I've sent the one he- five hacks, and it was on a slab, and it was a dynamic problem. So it was just like... A perfect storm of like, oh, I get to jump a lot of this stuff, which is what I'm like good at, and I get to like balance. It's not too much like finger strength, and it just kind of worked oh. out. But um, yeah, I really enjoy it. It's don't like sell your, don't sell yourself short, dude. You're, you're a monster. You're uh, awesome. Thanks, Marcus. I really appreciate it. I mean, <laughs> I I think I've kind of enjoyed being active since I was pretty young. I played like <laughs> soccer and softball and stuff like that, and then in high school I played a lot of volleyball uh, I played the volleyball seasons um, and then in my mm-hmm. senior year I just played basketball just because it was a different sport and it was kind of fun to play oh. um, but uh, and since I came to university like yeah I, I don't think I was I've never been like the best athlete in the room it's always just kind of like oh I tend to be good at picking things up and I like being active you know um, mm-hmm. and yeah since I've came to university I think rock climbing has been a good one because it, it's not demanding on getting a team together and stuff like that as much you can just oh. kind of go and you can go with friends and the community is really nice and super yeah. supportive and stuff like that which is really awesome <laughs> and uh, I do mainly bouldering I haven't really been outside much which I'm kind of scared yeah. of but really want to do at some point um, uh-huh. but bouldering is super low key you just need a pair of shoes and you just kind of go and yeah. try some problems and that's been really fun <laughs> for sure um, yeah I love it yeah and it's like I guess I was going to, I was about to say, like, I feel sometimes I'm a little apart from other engineers in the sense that they're all, like, very tinkery and very, like, oh, I've been working on this code or this project or whatever, and I kind of mm-hmm. tend to enjoy more just, you know, going outside or climbing and stuff like that, but yeah. Vancouver is a really nice place to do it, because it seems like every second person I talk to somehow is into climbing as well. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's always been a really good point of connection if I'm at a party or whatever, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, you also climb? Let's go climbing sometime, yeah. you know, like, it's, it's always pretty great, and... Yeah. yeah, I think I've got a body type that kind of fits with the sport pretty well. Like, I'm, I've never been 
a huge guy, <laughs> so like oh, yeah, nice yeah. and lean, you know. It's been it's been uh-huh. good for climbing. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like actually yeah, I think rock climbing is like the engineering sport. Yeah, I, I think like, so too. Yeah, I, that's it's funny because I was about to say like oh you know like not that many people, and then I was like no, that's that's not true, and so many engineers do it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so many climbers. I mean, they're all like engineering. Yeah, yeah. Engineering. yeah. Like, oh, interesting. It's because we're all socially <laughs> awkward, and we're like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk with anybody, but I can do this no, no, on my no. own. <laughs> It's cause it's cause we it's cause we all took Fizz one seventy so we exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah yeah we I know the force balance yeah. yeah yeah exactly you can do exactly. some dinos yeah exactly you body yeah, yeah. diagrams in your head that's all that's all climbing really is right yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> that's it that's all you need yeah, yeah. and I, I really I really like the the dynamic part of climbing too especially in bouldering like doing like these mm-hmm. big jumps and stuff like that I think I did a little bit of gymnastics when I was a kid and like Ooh. kind of still enjoy doing that like kind of jumps and flips around and stuff like that so yeah i mean kind of satiates that a little bit Uh uh-huh wait actually sorry talking about gymnastics chris and i our favorite story of merrick (laughs) is we're literally like chilling so merrick uh chris was on like two episodes ago Mm -hmm. for listeners who remember him but yeah me chris merrick and someone else we all had like an english presentation yeah yeah and then i remember we're literally like like in our in the club room like talking or like practicing or whatever and then at some point i think i mentioned like oh yeah like i really want to learn how to do that. that's like a life goal of mine and merrick just looks up at me he's like oh just do it i was like what do you mean he's like here and literally the man is in boots he's like no stretching whatsoever i'm pretty sure you're wearing jeans as well i don't even know he literally just gets off his chair and just does a back and i was like well, what the heck man like if I could do that, like, I would, that's how I would meet you know? <laughs> like, It was like, someone just stands up and I'm back. your party trick, yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> like, yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to pull out sometimes, but it's, it's really not that hard. You jump and tuck your legs, you know, it's just, it takes guts. You just kind of like see, go over what, it. See, this is what I'm saying, classic Merrick, like, oh, it's, it's, it's not a big you deal. You could like, definitely do nah. it, dude. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. It's, I, I, but, yeah. yeah, I definitely enjoy doing it. Um. I wish I was better at it for sure. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it sounds like you have so many like, um, I guess like athletic abilities. You mentioned <laughs> volleyball, you mentioned basketball, it's a little bit gymnastics. Yeah. You've gone to climbing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think a lot of that? As you do, you think a lot of that's just like as you said, like growing or your parents? You, you mentioned were like very outdoorsy kind of people, totally. and as well as like, I guess maybe growing up in the Yukon, where as you said, like you have all these. <laughs> like fun places to explore yeah, yeah, yeah like that all played a big part in why you're so adventurous and into sports and stuff definitely i think my yeah growing up definitely had shaped that for sure i think my dad was pretty big into sports when he grew up too he's he's been he was a ski instructor for uh, many years until he kind of stopped in the last couple of years here um mm-hmm. and so he just yeah i grew up kind of playing catch and like throwing the ball around and like just kind mm-hmm. of my mom's I think one of her values is just to like be active, you know. So like, is something that's just been pretty constant in my life <laughs> since you know I was really young. And I think I really enjoy doing it. And it's kind of a a nice way to meet people. Like it's for sure being yeah a, a meeting someone and being able to connect over sports is like always a good time. And then also just kind of it provides like an activity for people to do if you don't know them that well. You can be like, oh, I don't know you, but I can go climbing, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> let's do that. And then. Yeah. It's always nice to have kind of this ground like layer of being able to like physically able to do, do stuff. stuff. And then yeah, it's yeah. like okay, I don't really know how to play 
hockey or whatever, but I'm sure I can pick it up <laughs> if I need to. You know, so for sure, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. But so do you though. So. You, you you've done a lot of sports. You were a rower in high school, right? Like uh, dragon yeah, boating just, or something like that. Yeah, pretty much just dragon boat, volleyball, yeah, climbing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it? Um, about I don't know about growing up with doing sports or something like that. Do you think that's uh, do I love or not really? Sport. Yeah. For me, yeah, for me, sports is like one of the best stress relievers. Totally. Especially when you hit that like dopamine yeah, high. Yeah, like, for sure. Oh, yeah. when that adrenaline's pumping, yeah. nothing <laughs> feels time. better. No, I agree. But I agree chase those highs. Yeah. <laughs> but, sure. uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of deteriorated since then, so... Me too. Quarantine's yeah. been hitting yeah. me hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you realize how out of shape I am. I did, like, <laughs> like a total of... 50 push-ups yesterday. Shit. I was just All like, right, yeah, let's I'm go. <laughs> That's a lot. That's 50 uh, more push-ups than I did yesterday. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, wait, actually, yeah, are you, so you mentioned that you were playing some volleyball, like, uh, with your friends. Yeah. I think you said today, even. Um, yeah, like, have you, how, have you still been trying to stay active during quarantine? Yeah. Because I think for me, that's, like. It's been hard. Big, yeah, it's been hard. Like, I used to go to the climbing gym, mm-hmm. play volleyball, right? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah for I sure. Don't know, I don't know about you, but I haven't done either. So, so um, yeah, I think having roommates is pretty nice for that. Um, I didn't really play any volleyball over the winter because it's freaking cold and wet, mm-hmm. not enjoyable. Yeah. But the uh, the climbing gym stayed open throughout the winter, mm-hmm. and I don't know how. I don't know if it's the most COVID conscious thing, but I figured it's it's open, and so I kind of go with my roommate, and you know we wear masks, disinfect our hands before and after, and all that stuff. We try to be as safe as possible, but that's been a really good outlet for me to just okay. at least have some days of. I just didn't sit at home and eat chips and <laughs> laid in bed all day. You know, like it's so easy uh-huh. to do that now, and so um, I think climbing has been a really good one, and it, I don't need to be in a team. I don't need to, you know, play like be in contact with a lot of people. And so that's been really good. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, I've got a membership, and I try to go at least once a week, sometimes two if I can. And that's been oh, pretty yeah. good. Um, I oh, think that's, that's awesome. the main one. But still, that's not a whole yeah. lot of um, like cardio activity, so I definitely feel like oh. <laughs> I, 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 I've been trying to keep my strength up, but I'm definitely feeling a little bit, <laughs> like, not pudgier, oh. but, you know, like uh, less cardio, <laughs> less uh, less fit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, no one needs cardio. No, exactly. <laughs> Cardio's yeah, like leg day. You don't need it. <laughs> yeah. No, but but that's sick. Do you think you've gotten like uh, a lot better at climbing and stuff, or do you think since you've been going a little little less, you're like kind of plateauing? Yeah, I think I've definitely plateaued. I think I can still do mm-hmm. like uh, in the the hive system. I can do pretty much every three that I see. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. reasonable. And then in terms of four, like maybe 30%, 25%, 20%, kind of that range of the fours I see I can mm-hmm. do. So definitely, I think at my best, I was able to do maybe 50% of the fours that I saw, you know? Like, okay, yeah. down. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, definitely yeah. plateaued, receded a little bit, but it's uh-huh. still a way to stay active, so that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe in the summer I'll, uh, like, I went outdoors for the first time. Oh, shit, no summer. way. And that was hard. Where did you go? To be fair, I hadn't climbed in a while, yeah. but I've that found, was really hard. I've only gone outdoors a couple of times. I went bouldering once with my friend over the summer, uh, last yeah. summer, and then I went uh, top roping in Vancouver like, oh, last okay. fall or something. I can't remember when, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like so much more fingers. <laughs> it's uh-huh. all yeah, all fingers. Exactly. Strength. I was like, God, I'm so bad at yeah. this stuff. Yeah, no, <laughs> but that I, was exactly my problem. Like I, I think similar to you, I enjoy like 
Yeah, Despite you've got the powerful size, movements. Size, I love the yeah, I love totally. the big move. Totally, like good holds, but just like uh huh, <laughs> yeah. But then <laughs> there's no jugs in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all these tiny little cracks, and you're just yeah. like edging, and like yeah, it's so hard. It's just like you grab here, and you're looking. What's there to grab? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you like stabilize, but then it's like there's no way I can lift any of my limbs off. Like this, I'm just yeah. I'm stuck here. Yeah, it's hard. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I. I'm excited. Yeah, so maybe this summer we'll, we can go climb together. Yeah, we should go. I've got a rope and a harness, so we, <laughs> if you like it, yeah, we should go. Yeah. Well, yeah, so um, just to start wrapping up sure. over here. Um, so one of the last things that uh, on our podcast um, that we do is what I call like life lessons. Okay. As I mentioned, this podcast is called Life Lessons. Hey. And the whole idea is that uh, everyone has their different journey and they go through different experiences. And hopefully you grow a lot and you learn along the way. Mm. So for you, um, what are three life lessons of yours um, that you've had on your journey? Holy shit, you're putting me in the spotlight like that, eh? Uh, yeah. Fuck, okay. Well. I mean, you take your time, but. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, I'll try. I think one of my biggest mottos or kind of. Uh, uh, not mantra Lessons. mantras, but yeah, kind of just or, yeah. ways to live by is I try to be like mm-hmm. as balanced a person as I can. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think in our society, a lot of the people that really thrive are people that you know can dedicate themselves to one like specific thing, and they can push that really far. But I, I've always been a bit more of a generalist, I think, and I really like. Mm-hmm. I think I performed well in high school, but I also really enjoy doing sports and i also really like listening to music even if i can't play it but like i think being a balanced person and helps me really be able to communicate or connect with a lot of people um and so that kind of makes me pretty approachable and kind of i don't know like i think it's really nice having yeah um a lot of different activities and a lot of different uh knowledge and i don't know i think you know the world is so big and life is so short like i just want to try to get as much of it as i can uh, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's one of my, I don't know, just ways to live, I guess. Yeah. Um, fuck, I gotta come up with two more of these. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, take your time. Yeah, sure. I mean, my, yeah, my thinking is that, you know, you've had a whole life to live. I'm sure you've learned stuff along the way. It can be it, as big or as small as you want. Like, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I guess. One of the things I don't know if it's a, something that I've I'm very good at doing, but one of the things like have confidence in yourself and like kind of trust yourself and trust that mm-hmm. the world isn't really out to get you. Like I have a hard time I think reaching out to people and kind of connecting and like sending emails and stuff like that. I think just because I have a pretty big mentality of just like always like oh I don't want to bother them or I don't want to you know like impose myself and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like. And I'm always scared of, you know, fucking up and, like, I don't know, like, being, like, you know, making a fool of myself and stuff. But, like, uh-huh. at worst, people don't really care who you are. <laughs> like, they'll, mm-hmm. like, it, it, what you do doesn't really matter to them. And at best, like, most people are decent folks and they kind of enjoy who you are as a person. It's just, like, it, it's good to kind of keep reminding yourself of that, you know, that, like, if you want to do something, you shouldn't let your fear of how other people think of you kind of affect that i guess um mm-hmm. yeah i think that's something that i'm still working through for sure yeah and um i don't know um life <laughs> lessons through 
don't know. Just try to live life. Ah, fuck. <laughs> this is tough, man. You're putting me on the right. spot. <laughs> Should have asked. Um, I don't know. Don't be, be afraid to try new things, I guess. Put, put yourself out of your comfort zone. It's always, like, engineering. I wasn't sure if that's, that was the right thing for me. And moving from, like, a small town to big universities, like, a little scary mm-hmm. for sure. And, like, always, like, you know, trying to get into a new sport or getting to the design team or trying to apply for these jobs. Like, it's always a very scary step. And for some reason, mm-hmm. like, it always ends up working out. And it's, like... It's almost as if the stuff is meant to be, you know? It's like you you kind of just mm-hmm. got to put yourself forward and t- aim for it and trust that whatever happens is kind of meant to happen and it's for the best, you know? Like, And if it's not always a positive experience, well, there's something you can learn from it, but it's, it's meant to happen, you know? Like it's <laughs> you just learn from it and keep moving, I guess. So just yeah. don't be afraid to just kind of, you know, try different stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that last one's definitely something, I'm, right? Especially actually the last two are some things that I need to start learning for myself as well. Totally. Yeah, um, it's hard. Like confidence and just stepping out of your comfort zone, I guess. I know. Yeah, it's for me too. Like, I've, there's a ton of things that I'm always like, on, like, oh, I should really join like the varsity outdoor club at university because mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool people. But it's like, well, what are they gonna think of me? Like, I don't want to try. It, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. good to just go yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. I totally relate with your first lesson of like just being like well balanced. Mm-hmm. I guess the analogy I normally have is like, yeah, some people are spikes. Totally, like, they just excel. At I'm a thing. wheel. Yeah, I feel like, oh yeah, I'm a wheel. I'm a ball. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I can totally relate with that. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed the lessons that you came up with. <laughs> Thanks. I um, hope they didn't yeah. sound like they were too off the cuff because. <laughs> <kind No. of laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's fine. Okay. It, that's that's the very way you just yeah. roll with the punches. <laughs> you know what I mean? With it, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, the very last thing I tend, uh, I do on this podcast is I give away what I call a friend award. Sure. So um, oh. basically, I believe that the people um, uh, that. I believe that you naturally emulate um, the people around you, and so you should surround yourself with people that can help you grow. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm always impressed by all the secret talents you have, <laughs> but most importantly, like just how humble you are about it. Oh, damn. Uh, as I said, like every time you say, like, oh, I'm not that great at something, like you're, you're just an absolute beast, dude, and like don't sell yourself short, man. Shit. Um, you're going to make me blush, man. And <laughs> uh, Yeah, but I also know, like, despite all that, uh, I feel like, Everything you you do, you always grind pretty hard at it. Like it's not just natural talent. I often see like I can tell that you've worked hard on your craft, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you seem very down to earth, always very approachable. Um, and so yeah, just keep doing you, and I'm excited to see what's next for you, man. Wow, shit. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice yeah. to hear, man. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I think especially like after this call, like I'm really glad to see or like know that you can relate to lots of the different stuff totally. I've experienced. Yeah. Um, so that's just like, it's just nice to like have. So yeah, you're right. I was um, like, but yeah, pretty nervous, like coming into these podcasts. It's like, sh- like there's no way I can like talk for an hour, a whole hour about myself and stuff like that. Oh. But it's, it's cool to have these in-depth conversations with people. You don't really get off and like to hear their like thoughts. You know, it's always very surface level, just like, Oh, how's your day? Mm-hmm. How's the coffee? Yeah. Whatever, like stuff like that. And it's yeah. kind of cool to hear everybody's journey mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's still lots I don't know about you, so maybe we can um, talk some more sometime, have you on here again sometime. Yeah, I'd but, love that. Um, I guess, yeah. I don't know I if the viewers want a repeat appearance of me on the podcast, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
But is there anything that you want, like last shout outs or like sorry, yeah, last minute shout outs? Any like social media? I don't think you're big on social media, but maybe you <laughs> I'm are. I'm not really huge know. on social media, man. You had a hard enough time reaching me on Facebook, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but if you want to add me yeah. on Facebook, then go for it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't have any last shout outs, no, uh, I guess on my side, uh, if everyone. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. Uh, we have an Instagram page right now at Life License Podcast. So just check that out so you can uh, get up to date on whichever guests I have today. Uh, I just want to thank Merrick again for being on tonight. I know it's a little bit long here, but uh, thanks for everyone who's listening. Thanks again, Merrick, and I hope everyone else stays safe. Uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.